Hey guys, before we start this episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Anchor. They're a great free way to create your own podcast. We are so happy we've partnered with them. They're the reasons we'll be able to produce more and more of these episodes, uh, more to come. Uh, so definitely go and check out Anchor at anchor.fm. Now on with the episode. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the God is Real podcast, episode one. Today, we'll be mainly talking about temptation, but um, in uh, other episodes, we will be discuss discussing the word, but at the same time, I'm going to be doing episodes that will talk about proof of God's existence, proof the Bible is real. Uh, we'll be doing this by using scientific proof um, and biblical proof. People say you can't use the Bible to prove God is real, but... You can because, you know, there's stuff in the Bible that was things that were prophesied, things ahead of its time that we'll definitely be getting more into. I'm actually publishing a book soon called God Israel. And uh, once that is published, a lot of stuff that you'll hear me talk about on this show will come straight from there. But um, that's mainly what the show is about. I wanted to go over that. But we're just going to dive right in to temptation. So um, temptation can be a very evil desire it can be something not even that bad but it is still still tempting so to dumb it down how i taught this to my siblings was basically if you have a cake in front of you your parents tell you not to eat it and they leave you in the room alone you are tempted to eat that cake you know you you most likely you're going to want to have it now the sin isn't eating the cake it's disobeying your parents now the want to eat that cake is not an evil desire. Wanting to eat a cake is not evil, but obviously there was, there's lots of cases that would be an evil desire. Maybe if you have a, a drug addiction or something, I don't know. But if you have someone like that and you have an evil desire, uh, evil temptation to want to do that. And when you see these temptations, it is Satan. Uh, you know, in the Bible, Jesus was tempted uh, many times, and uh, one of them being when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights uh, without eating, no drinking, and uh, Satan came to him and said, if you bow down to me, you stop worshiping God, I will give you all the food in the world, you know, anything you can want. And, you know, most of us, we can't go a day without eating. You know, we can't go well in three hours without eating. You know, you know, I know my siblings can't go a full day without eating. And this is here's Jesus, 40 days, no water, no food, and he was tempted. Now, temptation is not a sin. We know this because Jesus was tempted and um, uh, Jesus was sinless. Um, but temptation can turn into a sin, which we'll get into in a little. So now you put yourself in that position, 40 days, no food, no water. Most people would die by them or have serious long-lasting effects of that. Now, if if the saying came to you, you know, we hate to admit it, but I'm sure most people would bow to him to, you know, have all the food in the world, all that stuff. And if, and if deep down you're honest with yourself and you wouldn't do that, then I applaud you. I know I would definitely pick Jesus over food and everything. You know it would be a hard decision. It's the logical decision. So... 
I went over how Jesus was tempted in that one example. I'm also going to go over how he overcame temptation and how we can overcome temptation. Now, something uh, I read about this in Spirit-Filled Jesus by Pastor Mark Driscoll, my favorite pastor as of now. Jesus is God. It's called the Trinity because, you know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God. Now, the Bible says in the book of James that God cannot be tempted by evil. Yet, in the book of Matthew, Jesus is tempted by Satan. But the Bible clearly states that Jesus is God and God can't be tempted. So how does this make sense? So the Bible sometimes describes Jesus as one man with two different natures. So in the book of Matthew, it says he was worshipped. In Acts, it says Jesus was prayed to. In John, he was called God. In First Peter, he is called sinless. In John, it is said that he knew all things and gives eternal life. And that was his nature as God. Now, a second nature was living as a man. So in the book of John, it says he worshipped the Father, who was God. He prayed to the Father. In the book of Mark, it states he was called a man. In Matthew, he he grew uh, tempted, like we went over. And Luke, it said he grew in wisdom. In Romans, he died. And again, in Luke, it says he has a body of flesh and bones. So Jesus was one man with two natures. Jesus lived as God and as a man. He grew up just like most of us. Obviously, he had worse conditions. He was poor, you know, but he he had to learn through trial and error. Mis- making mistakes is not a sin. God wants you to learn from trial and error, and that is what Jesus did. He made mistakes growing up. He matured like we did. It says, for example, when he was five years old, he was perfectly mature for his age, but he did have to mature more and more for the ages he was. So he did learn through trial and error. He did make mistakes, so he learned as a man. But he was also God. He still is God. So back what we're talking to in the beginning, you're in the room with the cake in front of you. You're tempted to eat it. Now, when does that temptation become a sin? Now, the sin there, like I said, was disobeying your parents. Now, temptation turns into a sin once that temptation turns into an evil desire, a really evil desire. So one way you can kind of explain this is that jealousy in the Bible is a sin. So, you know, even though you're, if let's say it's something that your neighbors, you really want it, uh, I'll try to explain this good. So you have something, your neighbor has something awesome, you really like it, now you are jealous of it. Now, even though you're not going and stealing it from your neighbor, that you're still sinning because now you're jealous of what they have. So even though you're not going over to take it from them, which is also a sin, you are jealous that they have it and you don't so that is a sin so obviously wanting a cake isn't a sin but you know once once it gets to the point where that's a really evil desire where you know for for example you know if like we go back to if you have you know a drug addiction or something like that and you have the real evil desire to want to go back and do drugs and that is when temptation turns into a sin and obviously temptation also turns into a sin once you fall into it you fall into the satan's trap and you do the sin so those are a couple ways that temptation turns into a sin now how did jesus deal with temptation well jesus said he went to the holy spirit a lot he prayed or he would worship. Now, worshiping isn't just singing. You can worship by praying, doing acts for Jesus, and stuff in that nature. So you can work and do your job, and that can be worshiping Jesus depending on how you do it. Now, something I got to ask Pastor Mark Driscoll 
uh, when the last time I talked to him is I asked him, you know, I said, you know, Jesus doesn't always answer you that second. So how, how can you deal with temptation? Because, you know, we're all tempted with our all our own things, own temptations. And in that moment, I we'd like to say that we just go and pray right away. That might not be the case. I am recently doing that. So, you know, if you go and pray, though, that's not always, he's not going to answer in that second. So I talked to him. And ways we can deal with temptation is, you know, just having someone to talk to that you can go to. Now, obviously, Jesus, but like I said, he's not going to be answering you every second. So, you know, having someone you can go and talk to, get your mind off the temptation, whatever your temptation might be. And, you know, you can worship um, and stuff in that field. Um, and obviously, like I said, praying. And, you know, sometimes... Maybe he doesn't answer you that second, but still praying will get your mind off that temptation. You know, you want to do something wrong, and you go and pray, and he's not answering you in that second. But maybe him answering is by taking your mind off the temptation. Or, you know, even going and reading the Bible, because God can speak to you through reading the Bible. I've been spoken to by reading the Bible, and uh, and. So there, those are all the different ways you can deal with temptation. Everyone has their own ways. I know in my experience, I, I just go and pray. I'll talk to someone, read the Bible, and that is definitely one way to deal with temptation. Now, um, Jesus just went to the Holy Spirit. I'm sure there was other things he also did to get rid of, you know, temptation. That That was basically it for this lesson. Now, what you guys can do is you can think back on this. I know every time after I go to a service, I'll think back on the questions he asks, like, how do I deal with temptation? Do I deal with it in a healthy way or do I fall into it? Um, you know, just talk about ways that you can do that. Maybe your way isn't praying. Maybe there's different ways. Um, you can definitely dig more into the Bible on how Jesus did deal with his temptation uh, that he had from Satan. Now, I kind of made this a shorter one because I kind of wanted to go over more of this podcast, because like I said, most of it will be showing proof that God is real, hence the title of the podcast being called God is Real. So I've always been a Christian my whole life. Um, if you guys don't know me by the description, I'm Vince Manuelli. I have a lot of things have been said about me. Um, I guess you can say I'm out, outspoken especially for my age. I've been a Christian my whole life. It was just until recently we started going to Mark Driscoll's church where it's been, I guess I've grown a lot and just been researching a lot. And and it really hit me what where I even got the idea to this podcast was that I would argue with people about the Bible, people that weren't Christians. And then they'd say, well, how do you know the Bible is real? And then I really, this was just a few weeks ago, I, I just I really sat down and I asked myself, I was like, I don't know the Bible's real. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, wow, all this stuff sounds crazy. So then I spent hours researching. I watched documentaries, read the Bible. And next thing I know is now I'm writing a book with all the proof that I found that God is real. And my point of this podcast and the point of my book is not to rub it in people's face that God is real and they're wrong, but to win them to Jesus. So it doesn't matter if you're winning the argument, it matters if you're winning them to Jesus, and that is really the only thing that matters. 
So that's basically what we'll be talking about in this podcast. You can use this stuff. If you're not a believer, you can use this to try to get you to be a believer, you know, and learn more. Or if you are a believer, you can use this to teach new people. And um, that is going to be it for today's episode. Um, we will be, I'll be trying to do them as much as I can, even get guests on. So hope you guys enjoy, uh, enjoyed. Uh, you can message me on Instagram at RealVinceManyBelly or on our Instagram at God is Real TV, and just tell me your ways of dealing with temptation. If you want to be a guest on the podcast and stuff in that field, thank you for watching, listening, not watching. I'm used to doing videos and being on screen. Um, yeah, and we will see you guys next time.